The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Masarowski. At the National Weather Service, meteorologist John Hitchcock is joining us live on WBEN. Uh, John, some changes are headed our way. Do they start today? Yes, they are. Good morning, Brian and Susan. And today will be a warm day. We're already 47 here early this morning in Buffalo, even warmer just to our southwest. We expect temperatures to surge into the 60s today. Uh, so the record high for today is 64. We're going to be very close to that in Buffalo, so a very warm day. Uh, we'll start dry. There will be a couple showers, maybe even a thunderstorm this afternoon. Uh, not a washout, but we could see a little bit of rain this afternoon. Okay, a little bit of rain this afternoon. Uh, is there more to come later on, and are we in for a wet Wednesday? Yeah, there is. So there will be a few more batches of rain overnight tonight. It stays very mild with temperatures in the 50s all the way through the night. Uh, tomorrow, a few more batches of rain, possibly even a few thunderstorms, and we stay in the low to mid-60s through about midday. Then a very strong cold front will arrive around lunchtime. And once that front goes through, temperatures are going to drop extremely fast. We're going to go from the low to mid-60s late morning to the low 30s by mid-afternoon and then into the 20s by evening. So we have a very sharp temperature drop. Uh, the rain might change the snow for a brief hour or two before it ends. And the concern, well, several. One is we could see uh, freezing conditions on roads as the temperatures drop very quickly during the mid to late afternoon. And also strong winds. As you can imagine, with a temperature change like that that's being driven by strong winds, we might see gusts up to 60 miles per hour tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow evening. Ooh, okay, and this is all during between lunch and dinner time tomorrow. Yeah, a lot's going to happen between lunch and dinner. We go from uh, spring-like temperatures back to winter in a matter of hours. Uh, rain changing, snow, maybe slick conditions, and very windy. Uh, those winds will continue through the first half of tomorrow night, then taper off as we go into Thursday morning. Okay, uh, but you mentioned that return to winter. How long does that last? Not long at all, just one day, kind of like uh, that shot of winter we had on Saturday. It's just a one-day shot of cold with a few snow showers lingering Thursday morning. And then we're right back to near 50 again by Friday. So only a one-day shot of cold, and it turns even warmer over the weekend and early next week. All right, a lot to pay attention to. Uh, John, thank you. We appreciate the update. John Hitchcock at the National Weather Service. Well, preparations are underway to remove the ice boom starting today due to, well, no ice being on the lake. will be the boom's earliest removal ever. Until now, the earliest date for removal was February 28th, Back in 2012. Wow. Buffalo police have released the body cam footage from Saturday morning's fatal shooting on Reed Street. WBEN's Max Ferry has the latest. New details have emerged in the fatal officer-involved shooting that took place on Reed Street in Buffalo on Saturday, which resulted in the death of 58-year-old Edward Holmes of Buffalo. The individual had the gun aimed at our police officers and fired one shot from a 12-gauge shotgun fired in the direction of our officers. Um, at that point, our officers still did not return fire. Uh, the individual, they continued to give him commands to drop the gun. Buffalo Police Commissioner Joe Grimalia. Buffalo Police yesterday released not only the body cam footage, but the audio from the 911 call as well. Mr. Holmes called 911 from his own cell phone, and he was calling as though he were a witness to somebody else. The call was that there is a man in the street with a gun, with a shotgun. The 911 call taker asked for a description. He provided a description that was of himself. At no point did he ever say that that was him. 
At no point did he ever make any claim that he uh, was having a mental health crisis. The commissioner says that they have reason to believe that this could be a suicide by cop situation, but the investigation is still ongoing. The body cam footage and full conference audio is available to you at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you for that. A man is dead after a shooting on Fulton Street in Buffalo last night. Buffalo police said the incident happened on the 100 block of Fulton in the First Ward just before 7.30. The man from Buffalo pronounced dead at the scene, shooting still under investigation. Anyone with information asked to call the confidential tip call line for Buffalo police. The Michigan presidential primary is today with very little suspense on who will be the likely winner. Michigan's 55 Republican delegates are at stake. Once again, Donald Trump is expected to grab most of them. Unlike the closer race in Nikki Haley's home state last weekend, Michigan Republicans polled favored Donald Trump by a staggering 56-point difference. Still, Nikki Haley insists she's staying in the race, saying in the last few races, about 40% of the voters said they wanted someone other than Donald Trump. President Biden expected to walk away with all nearly all 117 Michigan Democratic delegates. Well, what about New York's presidential primary? There might not be much to choose from. When you had to cast a ballot, here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. Erie County Republican Elections Commissioner Ralph Moore says turnout for New York's presidential primary historically depends. It certainly could be very high if there is a contested uh, primary election and the nomination is up for grabs, or it could be very low. Uh, if it is already determined. Moore says there will be presidential primaries in New York this year, but the outcome may already be determined by April 2nd. He says the primary has been moved around in New York over the years. We have been part of Super Tuesdays. Uh, we've been later in the year and we've been earlier in the year. Uh, certainly when it, uh, the turnout is much more uh, prevalent when it makes a difference as to how New York State voters vote. Hear the full conversation online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Thanks, Tom. An American couple missing and feared to be dead after police say their yacht was hijacked while they were on a Caribbean voyage. Xavier Walton has more. Still no signs of their body. Authorities believe Kathy Brandle and Ralph Hendry were killed after their yacht was allegedly hijacked in Grenada by three prison escapees. Here's a timeline of when and where all of this unfolded. The prisoners, whose charges include some major violent crimes, escaped from Grenadian police custody on February 18th, the same day the alleged hijacking happened. The next day, that American couple, their catamaran, was spotted in St. Vincent, but not Kathy and Ralph. Kathy Brandle and Ralph Henry had been married 27 years. Well, Bills head coach Sean McDermott spoke to reporters while at the NFL scouting combine yesterday. He was asked about changes on defense, notably naming Bobby Babbage as defensive coordinator. Just always impressed with Bobby's curiosity about the game, offensively, defensively as well, obviously. And then he's got a vision for what and how he sees the defense, not only now, but also also moving forward. Okay, so McDermott spoke yesterday. We'll hear from GM Brandon Bean later on today and also Sal Capaccio, who's there and uh, continues to be there throughout the week. He'll join us live at 7.50. Another major shift in the way we watch TV will happen later this year. When it comes to paying for TV, cable and satellite have long been the moneymakers, but streaming has been chipping away at that year by year. And this year, for the first time, streaming will earn more cash. That according to a new report by Ampere Analysis. It projects that by the third quarter of this year, streaming revenue will hit $17.3 billion compared to pay TV's $16.7 billion. And while streaming will continue to grow, 
Ampere says in just four years, pay TV will be taking in half of what it did at its peak in 2017. Jason Adamson, ABC News, Hollywood. Wow, cutting it down to half uh, wow. in 2017, they said, was the big peak. Just everyone's changing the way For sure. they watch everything. Uh, I think no two people right, watch the same. have yeah. the same sort of setup if you go around. It used to be everyone. Right. Had the, now it's nobody's watching. No, there's no common, yeah. you know, viewing experience between people. So I feel like those TV award shows are just, yeah, you can't really do it. Well, and I also kind of think it's why, you know, obviously because the team's so good is one of them. But I think it plays into the Bills' popularity that we see. It's the one thing that we all watch together. That's true. Name it's any like other the only TV thing. show. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing left that everybody kind of has in common. No, it's really, for that. really true. And us. Yeah. <laughs> the exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for a chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon, staying unseasonably warm with highs in the mid to upper 60s, south winds gusting to near 35 miles an hour at times. Mostly cloudy, warm and breezy tonight with scattered showers and thunderstorms overnight. Overnight temperatures staying in the mid 50s. Strong winds and turning sharply colder with morning thunderstorms changing to spotty snow showers in the afternoon and early high in the low 60s dropping to the upper 30s toward evening. Southwest winds will increase to 25 to 35 miles an hour, gusting close to 60 miles an hour. Noticeably colder and brisk on Thursday with a few snow showers and highs back into the upper 20s. With the exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Mary Beth Robel. Joining us on the line is Frank Reseteris. He's president of the local branch of the American Postal Workers Union, where uh, later tonight in Cheektowaga, a long-talked-about, long-awaited meeting is set to take place regarding moving some postal sorting operations from Buffalo to Rochester. Frank, thanks for being on with us this morning. If we could just kind of start at the beginning, what is the Postal Service looking to do to the sorting center in Cheektowaga? The Postal Service is planning on moving certain of its operations uh, of mail that's currently processed in Buffalo to Rochester. And uh, from the initial survey study that we've received, it has indicated that it would affect mail going to zip codes, one four zero beginning with 140, 141, 142, 143 and 147, which is our large immediate area. And uh, that mail would be mail that would be entered into the system here through the blue collection boxes, drop boxes, mail that comes in over the window at stations and branches, that mail that comes in. And then once it's processed in the plant, that mail then goes back into those zip codes I mentioned and then uh, then is distributed. So it never leaves Buffalo. It comes into the plant. It's picked up here, comes into the plant here, leaves the plant here, and goes back into the community. That is the mail that is, is designed to be sent to Rochester for the first step of the processing, then sent back to Buffalo for the remainder of the processing, all of which is done in the building right now currently here in Buffalo. So how much more time is this going to add to the mail? Well, your guess is as good as mine. Just envision uh, having to uh, 
accumulate the mail here, then put it on a truck or trucks, send it to, to Rochester, have it processed according to their schedule. Don't forget, they're processing other mails as well. They're not downsizing. And then after it's processed there, put back on trucks, sent back to Buffalo, brought into our plant where it originated, and then processed on additional steps, other machines that break it down to the zip code, and then the carrier sequencing, the way a carrier carries his mail on the on his route. That's where it'll, it, it'll have a further breakdown here in Buffalo. So the amount of time it takes that, well, obviously, it's going to take longer than it does now. It would take longer. Why Rochester instead of the other way around, right? You know, why not move the sorting in Rochester to Buffalo? Is there a reason that you could see behind that decision, one city instead of the other? Uh, Brian, your guess is as good as mine on that one. They just rolled out this report with a secretive meeting they planned in downtown Buffalo, didn't tell anybody, denied it for the longest time, because it's a it's a required public meeting that they have to have. But uh, didn't give any wherewithal as far as why Rochester versus Buffalo. But I remind you back, and, and you probably recall, back in 2011, they came up with a similar plan to move Buffalo Mail to Rochester. And uh, Brian Higgins and uh, Senator Schumer got involved and put a stop to it in 2011. So why Rochester is the centerpiece, uh, that would be up for them to explain, but uh, I really don't have an answer for you. You know, I remember when it was threatened before, and you were able to fight it off. What do you think about the support this time to fight it versus the last time? Well, um, I believe the public, and that's what this meeting is, is for tonight, the public needs to hear the presentation. Now, don't forget, this is a presentation that is, 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 got, is going to be filled with boilerplate language. There's six slides they show, and, uh, and it's going to be it's, it's, it's the same presentation that's been marched out nationwide. Uh, but the people need to kind of slow that process down, uh, slow that presentation down and ask specific questions about their mail. And we're hoping that uh, from public pressure, public pushback, the poll service will realize that that uh, uh, this this whole effort is not in the best interest of people who are will be receiving mail in zip codes 140, 141, 142, 143, and 147. And we're hoping that the public will put enough pressure on them. Now, mind you, uh, uh, Congressman Higgins is no longer in office, and he was a good champion for us on this issue and was a reason for part of our success. But Senator Schumer is still involved. However, as the majority leader now, he's very uh, much more active in world issues, but we're going to still enlist his support after this meeting. And with the public and, and, and our friends in Congress, we're hoping to put a stop to it. You know, one of these things, this lapse in representation in Congress could play an issue in. You know, Frank, uh, according to the Postal Service, it says the uh, you know Chictawaga facility would still remain open, just doing different things. Uh, it says that jobs wouldn't necessarily be effective. Um, but well, do you see people moving around? You know, how do you think this would actually impact uh, postal workers in Western New York? Well, the jobs issue is also disingenuous. It's 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 very secretive what they're talking about. But if you read the initial findings report. It talks about the whole package, the Buffalo-Rochester package, and it says there will only be 18 less craft positions 
totally between both locations. It's not 18 less positions in Buffalo, totally. So, for instance, Brian, if you take, let's say we lose 218 jobs in Buffalo, but but Rochester gains 200 because of the mail, then it's only a net loss of 18 jobs. It doesn't say a net loss of 18 jobs in Buffalo. There'll be 100, let's say, for instance, 218 lost in Buffalo, but in reality, the net is only 18 lost to, between the two sites. That's the disingenuous statistics that they're providing us at this point. So, so we're not at all consoled with the loss of jobs being 18 because that is a net between both sites. So it's a net after you gain in Rochester. and doesn't say anywhere in the report 18 less jobs in Buffalo. It's talking about as a total package. And if you look at the final reports, where nine sites have been finalized, they have all lost a key piece of equipment that they're taking out of Buffalo, which will require them now, the advanced face of cancer, which will require them to send this mail to Rochester. And if you look at the final reports in these nine sites, it shows you the actual net amount, but it shows you, again, for the whole, the whole package, both sites together. And that's why it's disingenuous to say that Buffalo won't lose jobs. Quick, if I can, uh, what's the capacity tonight? What are you expecting? Well, <laughs> they started with 125 at the downtown library at 3 in the afternoon uh, with paid parking. We objected. We pushed back vigorously with headquarters and local management, all the while they were denying even having this reservation at the library. Then they finally moved it to the Creekside, uh, uh, Grow, uh, Creekside Banquet Center in Chictawaga, and they changed it now to six at night, which is great, and uh, there is no paid parking, so there's no more of an admission charge, so to speak, to get into the meeting, and and they're set, they were setting up for 300 chairs, and then when they started to feel the pushback from the uh, public, now I'm told they're setting up the maximum capacity, which is 500 chairs. But if you look at back in 2011, we had a venue that seated 750, and those 750 seats were all packed with standing room and people spilling out into the parking lot. So whether or not this 500 will be enough remains to be seen. Well, Frank, thank you for the time this morning. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you later on tonight at that meeting. Frank Reseteris, president of the local branch of the American Postal Workers Union. You can uh, see more information uh, coming up throughout the morning here on WBEN. So we bring that to you. Postal meeting later on tonight about moving those operations from Cheektowaga to Rochester. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award winning WBEN Newsroom.